welcome to another episode of Amalgam, our Marvel and DC podcast. I am one of your hosts, Vivian, here with Jasmine Page, and we have our guest speaker I returning. Get to say hi. I'm sorry, I get Jasmine. To say how hi. are you? <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm here. Now you can talk about Preston because everyone wants to talk about Preston. Jasmine, how are you feeling? Love you today? too, Jasmine. I'm good. Hey, Pre- hey, hey, Preston. I'm great. I'm I'm keeping the energy up. We just did our hour long. If you guys are here for the ride and are watching simultaneously, thanks. Um, it's okay to take a break. We did, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm ready to get into like the nitty gritty because now we're getting into like the fight scenes of this show, uh, yes. movie, film. Oh, we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League again. By the way, sorry. Sorry. I, again, I forget that you guys haven't been here the whole time. Why are you watching this if you haven't watched our prior? You know what? Live your truth. Uh, you yeah. can't come at the fan base like that. To <laughs> answer your question, I am great. I every life is decent, but the good, the good Chicago decent. I think. Okay, I was gonna say decent, like good. I just taught her that decent means really good. Sometimes. In the East Coast, apparently. Y'all need I'm to in the Midwest. Yeah, I don't, she, Chicago is not on the East Coast. I'm not Midwest. Technically, not technically. Anything, uh. anything to the right of California is the East Coast, first of all. I, I feel you. I'm on the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I split it at Texas. <laughs> the left uh, of Texas, Texas is the West Texas Coast. The right the of Texas is the East Coast. And then Texas is just its own It's its own bubble. <laughs> and more power. Florida and Texas. Y'all doing your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not get political let's get justice um beloved mother beloved son yeah so parts four no yes parts three and four of justice league we're here to talk about we are here to talk about it and uh, we start out with our favorite person right vivian vivian you, yes, you said sir. that you hated the flash that was your least favorite character point <laughs> like don't you ever put those words in my mouth ever I, again you heard it here first guys vivian said to me and you can clip this that she hates and knows nothing she makes an unbiased or a straight up biased opinion on someone she doesn't even really know um worst character ever written Maybe in an alternate timeline, but in this timeline that we're in right now, I love Barry Allen. I love Why? The Flash. Can you explain? Why? You, you, watch, you watch the CW, first mistake, show uh, as well. I kid. I'm sorry. I'm on a Riverdale kid. Why? Are you- <laughs> what? The Riverdale's on the CW. You are biased. That's the problem. Is Riverdale, Riverdale is next to CW, and so it's hard for me to care. And the CW fucked with charmed and it's like they keep doing all <laughs> i've got such a a negative taste however however if any cw reps are out there like if you have an uh, i'll still take an audition like don't right you're real brave for for for, <laughs> for someone i'm not gonna say it i was gonna say something so mean say it say it no i'm not mean okay yes you well i mean fine you're the not out loud not, not out, out loud. loud she'll text it to me later and then we'll giggle I about am. it I will. Any hoodle. Any hoodle. Uh, yeah. yeah, so she, she's she got a love affliction for our sweet Barry Allen. Can you talk to us? Can you just tell me everything you know about Barry Allen? So Barry Allen is the Flash. Um, he has super speed powers, and he has a fast metabolism, and he has to eat like 5,000 million calories a day. 
I'm just kidding. I won't go that in depth. No, so Beloved Mother, Beloved Son, our part three of Justice League opens up. It's a scene that was completely cut out of Whedon's version, mm-hmm. which I am so happy that we got we got, we got got it in Snyder's version. But it's Barry Allen applying for this job. He's applying to be a, a, a care, puppy dog caretaker? Walker? A dog walker? Something. No, I, I think it's a little more than a dog. Just dog, like, groomer person thing? He a dog, yeah. He's yeah. Work, yeah, he's working with puppies. Um, Is there a reason for that, or it's just a job i think it's just a job yeah Yeah. because later there's that scene where he does talk to his dad who's in jail uh falsely accused for murdering barry's mother and you Um, know about this right because i i don't yes okay can you (laughs) tell me that backstory both of you if you guys know it again i do we want to do that now or do we want to wait until we get to his dad we let's do, well let's do that now since this first scene does dive into Barry Allen and then we do see his dad later. Okay. Um, but so Barry, when he was a kid, his mother died and his father was arrested for the murder of his mother. Oh, um, he's been in jail for a while. Yes. yes, since Barry was a kid. Oh no, I thought... so Barry grew up without his father. Well, but like still visitation and was seeing yeah. him a yes. distant. That mm-hmm. sucks. I and... did not the way that it was kind of. For me, just a bystander, I thought it happened recently, and that's why Barry's been on this huge kick of odd jobs, odd jobs, until I get one that's going to Well, um, as far as timelines, it might go a little different within the Snyder universe, just because of yeah. how they did everything. Because Batman has been Batman for 20-plus years now, right. and then we're just now seeing Cyborg and Flash. So like that whole timeline might be a little um, iffy. But oh, that's isn't, true, isn't it yeah. that in in as far as all the Gotham superheroes kind of thing, isn't everything connected to the death of Batman's parents? Uh, not Both really. Both of you give me skeptical looks, and I only mean to say that. <laughs> oh no, I my Joker, look was a look of confusion. Of, of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like in, I, in this DC realm, it's like the Joker started, and then the Joker because he made those riots. Those riots ended up killing Batman's parents that, that's well that's a different franchise. thing you're talking about the joker movie i'm talking about the joker no the, his parents his his parents dying had nothing to do with the joker originally there's there's stories here and there where they're like the guy who killed his parents was the joker before the joker then but then you find out later on that it's not it was just movie. a regular guy but then they're like oh he must have got hired by somebody who might have been the joker like it, that whole story is it, okay. there's a whole bunch of I, different. <laughs> I was thinking that Barry Allen was one of those stories where it's like no. it was a superhero that whatever, it's fine. I'm making up my own storylines clearly. But yes, yeah, spoiler okay. alert about his mother dying. Yeah. Um, you later you find out at least in the comics and in the show that the Reverse Flash is the one that did. It. Yeah. So his but that's dad. Flashpoint. That's. That's him trying to go it, back and finds out that it's, it's himself. Not you, himself. You might have to clarify that, yeah, because uh, Re- Reverse Flash is somebody completely different. Yeah, Reverse Flash is a maybe, villain yeah. who goes yeah, by well, the name, but it's not Barry Allen. Yes. Again, I know nothing of the Flash. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Vivian will clarify better than I would. For all Flash. I'm seeing in in the Flashpoint is. Barry Allen wanting to travel back in time to save his mom, and on that same Flashpoint comic, there's a yellow super flash and i'm like okay so maybe when he travels back in time he goes so far past the speed of light that the colors switch i don't know no, yeah, no, that's, a well, that's a good assumption but no so <laughs> there is 
There is a villain called Reverse Flash, and that is basically the end-all, be-all of the Flash. Like, that is his big, big villain. And he is the reason for Barry's mom's death. I'm gonna get to Iris. I swear I'm gonna get to her, or let you get to her. But I just gotta ask, this Reverse Flash, was there, like, a deck of cards with, with like, villain names on it? And he was like, or was it, like, magnets (laughs) that they threw on the wall? And he was like, no, 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 no reverse it oh flash like was that the moment like i want to know it's so reverse flash is basically reverse flash's thing no his thing (laughs) is to literally be the the pain in flash's life like the pain in his butt yeah that's like like his that's the reason for his existence basically no Yes. No. Yes. So that's so. So his goal literally is just to make Barry Allen's life the biggest hell he could ever experience. Why Why? not? No, don't don't do that. Why? What? What? What pudding did Barry steal from the fridge with his name on it? Like that's so petty. It is. Okay. Whatever. Let's get to Iris. But so yeah, and the reason why. And we see this in Zack Snyder's film. The reason why Barry is so set on becoming, finding, having this criminal justice job is because he knows that his dad did not kill his mother. Because he, at least generally, I don't know, again, we don't know if this will be the same in Zack Snyder's version mm-hmm. or in this universe. Um, he saw I, he saw something happened and it wasn't his dad that killed his mom when he was, when his mother died. Whether that was when it, he was a kid or in this version, maybe recent, Ooh, I don't that's know. That's so icky. That's so icky to think about that someone else just for a petty grievance, because you guys haven't given me a reason as to why he actually doesn't like him, but for a petty grievance, this guy broke the speed of light, traveled back in time, killed Barry's parents, which now creates a paradox that the only reason he exists is to mess with Barry. So he had to kill his mom in the past in order for the reverse speed to even have a purpose. That's just very... And it's be- if he hadn't killed his mother, the reason he he threw in a little bit of that spice, the murder. He killed his mother because if he hadn't, Barry would have never become the Flash. Right. And yeah. again, he would have had no purpose. But it is because it is. Like, it's a very... It's like a love story. It is a love yeah, story. Yeah, like, I, I immediately made me just think about, like, Batman Joker, how, like, they need each other, but then don't. But they don't. <laughs> but, 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 but that makes sense to me because that's a psychological thing that he needs to get over. it's like it's like when someone in your family dies and they gave you like a sweater or something and you just you just hold on to that you know you don't need it but you hold on to it and it's only when you when it starts tattering up like the joker it's tattered it's gross and everyone is telling you dude it's like a shawl now like throw it away it's you throwing it away like it's you taking that Mm -hmm. moment and cleansing yourself Reverse Flash just sounds like a dick. That's just that's just he an is. asshole. Wait, we so like um, maybe Flash. you might need to clarify for me. I mean, well, shit, he's not even in the fucking movie. Why are we talking about? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but Reverse Flash, um, is he anybody in Barry's life, like future, past, present, or is would he, he show up in the like, Flash movie? Like, did he? He, he most probably. Likely yeah, yeah. So okay, if I'm like I'll use the CW's show for example in just because um this the show is what introduced me to the flash okay. but um like in that version they he is his name's Eobard Thawne um and he is 
if you what? guys could see Jasmine's face in reaction to that name alone, it's disgusting. He's an, an overall ugly human being. Sorry if your name, anyone out there, is Eobard or Thon. You say that name one more time without me talking. Eobard Thon. But he is a um, kind of like a mentor to Barry in his life. So it hurts even more when he finds out that he is, in fact, the reverse Flash and is the reason his mother's dead. Okay. Okay, great. Um, so how did he get his powers? Eobard? Yeah. Same way. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blinking. Hold on, let me just look this up. Please. Yeah. <laughs> let's, while you guys are Googling, let's, let's, so he saves his love interest. The shoes break. Shit's crazy. We see him. Can we, have we flashed enough or do we need more flash? I think we've flashed enough. Okay. It's a beautiful hey, scene. Hey, real quick. All right, hot here we dog, go. I love it. Eobard. I hated that part. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to uh, that. But <laughs> Eobard. So apparently he's the curator of the Flash Museum in the 25th century. And his obsession with Barry Allen caused him to turn himself into a speedster. Doesn't say how. Then he travels through time in order to spend time with his idol, Barry, by ruining Barry's life until he learns to appreciate him. Okay. So he's just like stalker. <laughs> just a stalker who like wants appreciation. It's fine. Whatever. Idol fan. I get it. Very cute. Um <laughs> Like this reminds me of the Incredibles, that little like fro whatever guy. Yes. Yes. Not Frozone. No, the other one, the mega the little boy guy with this incredible oh, boy. Incredible yeah. boy. Well, he was Incredible Boy first, and then he yeah. changed into whatever his villain. Something thing. with an S. Uh, who knows? Specifically, who knows? But that—that's very much what it reminds me of. You're just upset. You're just dumb. Um, <laughs> so, so I wrote in my notes after the Flash, it's Atlanteans, but I don't remember what the Atlanteans moment was. Was it just the Atlanteans fighting something, or does it? I—I I don't think. I don't think it. I mean, for me, I didn't even make a note right after the you Flash. Wrote I wrote Bruce. No, I wrote Bruce and Diana getting the team together. Yeah, I have. A, I have what? a couple of things before Atlanteans. I have. I have. But you wrote the Atlanteans, right? You didn't even. Yeah, the, but I think that's maybe part said, four. Like with her coffee thing before that. I said, "Ooh, the Flash," and then zoned and out. And then after you that. blacked out for twenty <laughs> minutes and came back and saw the sexual tension. Okay, that's yes. fair. I but mean, we I did kind of just skip over his whole Flash thing. We kind—I mean, what is there to talk about? He has. A there's a, there's a lot of little things to talk dog. about there. Fine, sure. you want to talk about the hot dog? We'll talk about the hot dog. So. Yes, there's a little moment he's trying well, to... Well, first of all, her eyes weren't on the road. I was about to say, first of all, Miss <laughs> Iris West was driving. That whole accident wouldn't have happened if she would have kept her eyes on the road. There was like a whole sequence of her staring off to Barry, at, like looking at Barry, and it caused her to... Ask the intersection truck. and everything, just looking at Barry. I, yeah, I, I don't i mean maybe it's just me i i'm a cautious driver which isn't necessarily a safe driver but i I'm hope a cautious... everyone is mm, you think but i i today was driving on the street and i saw you know an outdoor thrift store i think someone was getting evicted i don't know but they like had all their stuff on the lawn and i liked it i was like drive, but i slowed down you know and so i guess what i'm really meaning to say was that you're better than iris we know jasmine it's okay <laughs> I should have been casted as Iris. I'm just not black enough. It's fine. Next time. But yeah, I I slow down if you're going to gawk. Roll down the window. Yeah. Really like, you know, look at the merchandise, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
again it was slowed down again because you know everything was in slow motion so maybe it wasn't as long as we think it wasn't but then um but there was also i thought an it was easter a cute egg flash to thing the truck that hit them i it's a tribute forgot the or name something isn't it i believe it was like the person who originally wrote flash or some shit like that some shit okay yeah some shit like that <laughs> some shit like yeah that it was it was some sort of tribute there's i mean there was a lot of tributes all throughout for um i think the the oh the the coffee the lowest where i'm skipping ahead we're getting to the lowest in the coffee No, the go ahead. guy No, what? fine <laughs> we can talk about Cause the we, hot dog <laughs> not even the hot dog. It's just like how, like, I feel like the way that Flash was filmed, this whole movie was like super intentional. The way that he, the way that he like guided Iris's body down, like he didn't just like, I do kind you know, of want to talk about that. like there was a lot of like little intentional things that was happening in these slow motion well moments i with feel like the Flash. you can you talk about what you think the intention was and then i tell you what i know what the intention was Well, besides him stopping in front of her for five flash seconds and staring at her, I was like, is that creepy or sweet? Um, <laughs> you're asking I, like, my I, opinion I was just like, uh, like, was that necessary? But, um, but the whole guiding See, Preston, thing, like, if you were in slow motion in front of an Amazonian woman, would you not stop? And I'm just using Amazonian woman because you spent like 10 minutes talking about them earlier. Would you not stop and stare? I, I can stop and stare at regular time. <laughs> <laughs> I can gawk All right. in real life, you know, but <laughs> like he just like stayed there while she's in midair. Like, I understand you're really fucking fast, but there has to be some kind of sense of urgency, you know? <laughs> so like he like just stays there looking at her and he sees a hot dog. And I was like, they put that in a weird spot because I just did like a wrong thought came through. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, get your head out of the gutter. Because I was like, what is I was like, what is I was like, what the fuck is this hot dog thing? And then after It's that not. finish, then he shows it with the, with the dogs. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but Um. but as far as him like guiding her, I just saw that as him because he is super fast and like we were talking about the force and stuff, he has to slow down and he can't really touch her at top speed like he would when he's fighting somebody. Yes. addendum because he is going so fast it's that velocity again <clears throat> it's barry is a moving car you know he is a he's a skinny white boy so i don't know or we're, just, we're not gonna lift him up and say 180 He's a moving maybe bicycle. yeah he's a bicycle <laughs> he's a moving bicycle but like a mountain bike and that's going very fast i mean hell a car going 80 miles an hour and you just standing there it's gonna do some damage She is propelling in one direction with a bunch of force. He is coming from the opposite direction with 10 times the amount of force. Even, and I'm a little bothered by how gently she kind of just like floated into nothingness, like when he, she was in his arms. Because even if you're going super duper fast, it's like you hitting a wall in a car crash. There's still going to be that, that force and that momentum that, that you built up from flying Yeah. out of a, did she not have her seatbelt on? Um, just that whole motion. She just did everything wrong in Everything. this car. <laughs> this is her first time driving, guys. And this is this is a common theme in this movie, by the way. It happens to somebody else. Um, Right. but we'll talk about it. <laughs> but that's just it. It's, it's, you have to go slow because he is force. That's all that he is, is just force and momentum. Um, I think even, even him doing those little gentle touches, she still should have bruises on her body. She is not a metahuman. She just is. Um, but Very I true. guess the first introduction of our love interest, she shouldn't be bloody and bruised. This isn't a, Yeah. 
Tarantino. Unless Barry, unless Barry knows now, we don't know. I mean, we we haven't seen his movie. He didn't get a solo movie showing him like come to terms with these powers. So maybe he has gone trial and error and just knows exactly how much force he can use to not cause that much of harm when he's in his own, like in his flash time. Maybe I it's I I would need to know the scientific lore behind him. Yeah. But to- then the. Uh, aesthetically also that the him swiftly like dropping her or not dropping her but you know her putting her onto the ground dropping her with the explosion of the car like picking up speed in the background oh, sexy it's cute. the best first date ever yeah it's a cute meet it's an explosive cute meet if you will can i move on to lois now i guess Yes, you may. <laughs> Lois, what I was going to say earlier. God. And it's it's okay that we took this long because Lois has been in slow-mo with her coffee for a while. So at least now we're catching up. <laughs> so yeah, we see Lois. And what I was going to say earlier is that officer that she's giving her coffee to was um, Superman's little boy wonder or whatever from the, or his friend or whatever from the one of the earlier movies. So he's... Oh, he's talking about, you're talking about uh, Johnny, Johnny something. Yes, from from one of the um, Superman. I don't think the cop was actually him. I think it was just. Yes, it was! Boy Wonder as in Robin? Wasn't the actor? No, no, no. The actor actor is the same, but the character is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But uh, he had like a little apprentice under him at the the Daily Planet. Oh. Daily Planet? Am I in the wrong? Am I in the right universe? Daily Planet, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah he had a little he had a little uh apprentice yeah oh yeah, little, little, yes that guy that's so that the guy him. exactly that is him yes so so in the earlier films this that same actor is this cop now so i think that that's a really cute tri- they just sign just put a bunch of cute little tributes to so many different things um, i'm sorry was this where when you say earlier films do you mean within the same universe no 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 no, no. the like oh, the old movies older, older. okay i understand now yeah yeah he was he was a little kid and now he's a grown-ass man so this was way back when um Aww. and i say way back when it was like the 80s but <laughs> that's <laughs> no, way back you know, when in those prehistoric times uh, but yeah, so I thought that was really cool, and I like that Lois is still visiting, not even his grave. She's not. She's not visiting his grave. She's visiting his death. Yeah. Mark. His monument. Yeah, but that's where he died, isn't it? Mm. If I'm not. Um, or it might be. That's where sure. the, the fight start. No, I think that's where he died, and it's it's just yeah. insane to me that not insane, but it's a weird level of grief that I don't understand that she's going there rather than going to where his body is. Also, I'm jumping ahead slightly, but just a question for you two. If Superman is dead, why is he not decomposed? Because he's Kryptonian. I don't care. Is is your argument that it's just going to take a lot longer for him to decompose on Earth than it would on Krypton? Or that he's never going to decompose? Well, how long has he been dead? I don't know if they give you the exact time frame, but I don't think it was too long. I don't think it was very long at it's all. Long enough. It's long enough for Martha to, to be super behind on her payments that she's lost the farm. So that's got to be at least three months because you've got two month grace period. That's mm. three months of D. De- I'm, and I'm throwing that out there because who knows how Kansas is, but at least three months. It's long enough for Martha to then go to Lois, Martha, to then go to Lois and be like, hey, you haven't been to work since. You're allowed to take a two-month break from work, no problem. 
I, I'm just throwing out a little more than two months. Yeah. And I yeah. gotta say, the embalming starts immediately. And not embalming. Are you, I mean, it you could can't be embalm, because he you is. You can't embalm him if you can't penetrate his skin. That's why I changed what I said from embalming to decomposing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, guess we, I mean, we wouldn't know because sure. he isn't human. So it yeah. would, would just be different from what we know. Because uh, even in Batman versus Superman, Zod wasn't decomposed either. And they had him for a while, too. You're not wrong. I'm just... It was just weird to me to see a perfectly, like, beautiful Henry Carval in his suit, okay? It's just weird. Like, even the suit! I, I mean, I guess it's two months, like, whatever. But, like... I just want something to happen. I just... This movie was too safe for me. Like, someone... One of the kids should have got shot. <laughs> too safe for you? Wonder you Woman killed someone. Kids getting she shot. didn't, though. In your words, we don't know. No, that we was my know. words. I said, I yeah. Mean, chopped off haven't watched the first podcast. Well, yeah, Steppenwolf, she did kill. She chopped off his head. Spoiler alert for the third <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for the third podcast. Someone does die. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Um, sexual tension? <laughs> sexual tension. Yes. Oh, this is the Wonder Woman thing you were talking this about. Is, yeah, this is the thing. How did you? How did you miss this? I don't know. When, when mm-hmm. Bruce and Lois, Lois, Bruce. Oh, that would be bad. <laughs> if Bruce, it was Bruce Wayne and Gal Gadot or Diana Prince. They're staring up mm-hmm. and they're looking at all the like information or whatever that uh, Bruce has compiled. And she goes to touch the mouse, and they have their they, their hands, fingers. Close your eyes. Yeah, they have that whole <laughs> little moment, and it's really awkward. And I'm—it's interesting that you missed it. It was only like maybe. I, I think I probably just didn't think much of it because oh gosh, they I thought because they do everything of it. Well, no, because like in the comics and stuff, like it is yeah, like Wonder it's Woman's a relationship that everybody. has. No, but that's what, what I'm saying. Hell? Like it's just something I'm already aware of, so it was just like I didn't oh. really. You know. Okay, so but Diana's been with Superman. She's been with yeah. They there's there's time she was with Superman, and then there's other storylines where she's with uh, Batman. I think she's been so. with other members of the Justice League as well. I don't think it's just those two. I know that. Not those that I recall. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you you sure. might be right. I I don't know. <laughs> I only I only know about Batman and Superman. Steve Trevor is like screaming in his grave right now. Right? <laughs> And he was screaming I, in his grave and she is fucking somebody that looked like him. Just a side note. <laughs> who oh. didn't look like him, actually. <laughs> just, for, just for cosplay reasons, who's the Green Lantern? Or Green Lantern? Who's the Green Martian? The Martian Manhunters? Um, love interest. Just curious. Just for cosplay reasons. Just, just for he cosplay. Does, he doesn't have one, but yeah. in Young Justice, um, there is a female version. I don't want to put green makeup on, though. Um, fine, thank you. That was so helpful. Um, <laughs> Eddie, well, we do have Bruce and Diana. They're getting the team together after their cute little exchange of hands. Um, Sorry. It's it, we, God. It's the only song that, that came up. Uh, we transitioned to Victor Stone and football superstar. Ooh. Goes so, so much more in depth than his character. I loved this scene. It also made me really sad. I talked about it earlier. I I appreciate what this particular segment did because it went into depth more about... Because we, we kind of get who Victor is in this a little bit, but I really appreciated who Cyborg was. And yeah. I really, really like how they 
kind of broke down what it means to be who and what he is now and the interlockings of how much power he has. It is very, even their depiction yeah. of the bank systems and just mm -hmm. the internet, I guess, the way that yeah. they described the internet was beautiful. I thought it was yeah. and It was who Cyborg is, but it's also, and how much power he has. And I think it also emphasized what, I mean, it really emphasized what he's choosing to do with that power. And because when in the, switch yeah, it. in the Whedon version, he, like, you don't get any sense of what kind of person he wants to be as Cyborg. He describes himself as a monster constantly, but then compared to this version, he's anything but that because we see more in depth Hold of on. what he's choosing to do with Hold his on. power. Yes. I'm going to pause this. Okay, so we have Cyborg uh, in Whedon's version compared to Snyder's. In Whedon's version, he compares himself, or he calls himself, refers to him as a monster, and he that he has that this... too in this one, didn't he? To his dad? He, he was did. like, he you did. know about making monsters? He even says it's yeah, uh, um, Wonder Woman, him. too. But, I mean, juxtaposed to including this scene as well, we know that he, what he wants to do with his power and what he's capable of versus just hearing him constantly say, I'm a monster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a little bit of a difference, especially emotionally to yourself, mm -hmm. I guess. I, I, it's scary, though. I, I don't necessarily understand Victor Strong. Is that his last name? Victor... Stone. stone i don't understand <clears throat> stone's hesitancy to take on this new found ability i i don't know where the disconnect in his emotional state is because we saw the cutscene that was added in um with the principal being like i i know that victor was the one who changed the grades he's a brilliant football player so athletically he's great um savvy tech savvy he's phenomenal he's a well above you know average human being and now he's got all the powers in the world and he gets to live i understand the mindset of i'm a robot and getting over that but at the end of the day you're alive you know i, I don't and maybe maybe it's the the fact that he has to hide from the world because it's using alien technology that he's alive fine have that conversation but the conversation then is you have made it so i can't live i want to live not i am a monster who needs it's weird to me you know especially mm -hmm. because he now has and I'm, I'm almost done i swear to god no, no, but that's just it i i think that someone who now who's always wanted to to be so savvy technologically now has that power and that ability and that strength everything that he was has been amplified and the only thing that he has been told now is you can't go outside why is that not the argument i think i sorry no i, I think dad. i think we see it we see him come to that realization that you're saying he should have already made and i think the reason there was so much hesitance is hesitance yeah that's the word um hesitancy is because of that i think he one, well, he lost his mother, so there was, I feel like, maybe that guilt of surviving because of it. But there was also that hatred towards his dad for never being present. And the one time he's present, it's to save him from, like, you know, to keep him alive. So there might have been just some 
not guilt, but tension, or maybe he hated what he was because it's what his dad turned him into, and he already had that rocky relationship with his dad. Did he have a rocky and relationship then, with his dad prior to, yeah. to this? Yeah, they go yeah. into that. Um, how his dad was never around. Um, and then yeah. in the whole car, the whole car scene when she was like, "Oh, your dad wanted to be here," and he's like, "Oh, he always says that, blah blah blah," but he's never actually here. You're here all the time to his mom. And he cried. Yeah, and then her eyes aren't on the road, and bam, bam. You know, that, so he, that whole part. He blames his daddy for mom's death, even though he got nothing. Yeah. He's, he told, I think he yelled that at him. He said, yeah, he if you would have been at that. that game, mom would be alive right now. That's so silly. That's, I thought I, so too. I get it. We're but, just going out of They don't like each other. <laughs> I've never lost my mother in a car accident because my daddy didn't show up to my football game. And thus, because of it, I became a cyborg able to control the massive amounts of technology. I, get I feel it. like it, it definitely was a reach. It's probably just more or, like, more or less. We wouldn't have been having that conversation if you were there. So but the conversation that she got distracted with. Father. Yeah, but you know, sad people say... But there's also shit. survivor's guilt, and he that survived. I will, take, I will absolutely take survival's guilt. I will take survivor's guilt, but I will not take it's your fault. Because mm. that's not true. I mean, and he does... I think he says it out of anger, though, because obviously he does end up saving his dad, and he thinks of his dad in that moment where he almost... I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but towards the end, it's the thought of his dad that kind of, you know, also holds it together and brings him back and he not only did he come back to life at his dad's hand but now he probably kind of feels like a science project more because like, like he was saying his dad wasn't around but now that i'm part of your work you're going to be around almost like he's his father twice over it's crazy oh guys. my god it's a lot of that it's crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, cool. So I kind of get Cyborg a little bit more. Again, I'm only getting my knowledge from Teen Titans, and I haven't seen Raven pop up yet. But again, Josh Whedon, not Josh Whedon, Zack Schneider, if you need a Raven, check out my TikTok. I've got a few. Um, where are we now? The um, they, they show so, Cyborg the evolving season. a bit. Oh, um, learning his powers, I think. Yeah. yeah, he goes through that challenge, that transformation, and then the bank scene, mm -hmm. which again was really, I loved that Amazing scene. Ability. Mm -hmm. And then from there it goes to, I have um, Barry visiting his dad in jail. Flash really big, so a whole page Flash again. There, there was another Easter egg with the cyborg part too. Sure. Remember the lady? Oh, the lady is security card. Yeah, yeah, Linda Reed. Um, I had to look it up but apparently she used to be like in love interest of green arrow at some point so just like little minor world building things there and she happened to be an archer as well mm. um i don't i'm not saying that was that lady because uh i think she was also a burglar I don't, yeah. I don't know that she's gonna actually be, yeah yeah because those Probably are not. two completely different like she's got kids yeah 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 the other one did not um, but yeah, so so now we're finally seeing the Flash and Daddy, and he made a really cute. Oh, is it later on in the film he makes a cute little careful dad you're gonna get maced? Um, I thought yes, that was yeah. adorable. But was yeah, funny. so we see his dad, and he's very attractive for a father. Not that <laughs> yes, fathers sir. are unattractive, but yes, sir. Are attractive old people that thing? He's in not this old movie? either. Let's not throw that. He's <laughs> an attractive man. Period. Just yeah. period. 
I fixed it. Guys. Yeah, and this, so in com- if we're comparing, we've been comparing this whole time. Ooh, this wow. scene was placed differently than Whedon's version, and I feel like the placement of this scene, again, just allowed for a much, like, chronological order of events happen in Snyder's Agreed. version. I, I, I can't remember where it was placed in, in Whedon's, but in it just seemed out of place. It was, it was very much at the beginning, like, no stakes. I think it was almost, like, after the introduction of Flash, wasn't it like all together too? Yeah, it was. It was all just choppy together, and so it was like very one after another, uh, and so it didn't really provide a lot of emotional stake mm-hmm. hmm. for me, anyway. Um, but yeah, it does contra- It does show like um, inserting it right after what we see with Victor and his father, mm-hmm. how they kind of butted heads, juxtaposed to you know Barry and his dad. Love. Yeah. And then and then going into someone who's got super daddy issues straight into Batman. You know, just like one after another. There's a lot of daddy issues here. Yes. Has a dad, <laughs> locked up dad, no dad. So just a lot of daddy in this one. But yeah, he goes and we, we get to see Barry kind of having his first one-on-one with Bruce Wayne and finds Bruce. out that it's Batman, which is nice. I mean, also, was... go ahead. No, I just wanted to point out this was something that I noticed while watching it. And then because it stood out so much to me, I did do like I Googled it a little bit. But after Batman makes his little or Bruce makes his little my superpowers, I'm rich joke and they drive off. There's a giant billboard on the side of the building that says you are not alone. And yeah. it's a yeah, America a to Autumn. Yes, it was the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and seeing the billboard i was kind of like that is very blatant and obvious and like just a very overwhelmingly like heartfelt easter egg i just wanted to point it out it's, because but it's yeah. a twofold easter egg it, it also goes with the theme of justice league of, of you're mm-hmm. stronger together than you are alone i didn't think about that that's actually genius yeah yeah i mean that's you gotta read deeper come on one division should have <laughs> oh, trained yeah. you for this yeah, because when it remember, I listened to you guys for that. You thought deeper for me. <laughs> no, but when I mean, when, we could come back to that at the very, very end when it shows that final battle scene. That also, I got remnants of this theme of "You are not alone. You have other people." Again, and that's I just the message. That was, that's the message yeah. throughout is is building the Justice League. It's building a world. I don't. I don't know how else to explain it. Like it's. It is. That's the whole message of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did, I found a little, there was a clip that um, uh, Debbie Snyder, they asked her a question about that billboard and just implementing that, and she did mention how she was just happy that she could include, or that they could include anything in regards to mental health because there is still that, I'm going to take a a second on this. Take Um, all your time, please. Yeah, because there is that stigma still around it. Not many people do talk about it, and they just felt like including this, especially, you know, personally for them because of their daughter but also after a year where so many people's mental health suffered because of the yeah. pandemic and because of how much change there was going on that it's just important to remind people you know they are not alone and there is still hope and again that does tie in with justice league and superheroes in general it is very difficult and uh, frustrating and understand i i get it all of the emotions that suicide is something that's very difficult to talk about but at the same time i feel like it is something that needs to be discussed and it's yes unfortunate sure. that it is a subject that we have to tiptoe around when the best course of action is to be very upfront about it but you mm-hmm. know i also get playing devil's advocate the nervousness 
of it. Because once you open that door, it's very easy to become liable for the outcomes, Mm -hmm. no matter which way it comes. People become dependent on you. People will make things your fault if things, it's just a very touchy issue any which way. And you know, um, you always want to do your best. And I just, I'm glad that they put it in there. Point blank. Yeah. Where yeah, and, um, also to to oh, add on to that, pressing, please. <laughs> it's just so um because I feel like like you said with that stigma, there's a lot of people who feel like if they admit that that there is something wrong with yeah. them, and like you said, like the movie and that sign, like it all you you are not in this alone, and it there's nothing wrong with you. Everybody has their own issues that they have to work out. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a problem to admit something like that. I, and just going on the opposite side, for those who who we end up can't not saving, it then becomes to the people around them, what could I have done more? It's just there's so yeah. much on every side of it. I can understand why putting something like this in it had the impact that it did and why it yeah. was such a bold choice for Snyder not to put in just once, but twice. Mm-hmm. it's important and i i do think that that the more that we allow these things to become commonplace the better off it's going to be and we don't have to oh, yeah. a question because even us it's like we're tiptoeing around how to talk about this conversation so as to not come off negative because it is such a, a serious and touchy and delicate subject but mm-hmm. the more that we talk about it the more that we allow ourselves the opportunity to discuss it the easier it's going to get yeah and the more resources that'll you know be provided it's there aren't, I mean, there are some in place, but there is so much dance around providing those resources or how to provide those resources because it's not talked about. So again, I'm glad that they found a way to incorporate this in something that is also, that has these themes of. And I love that they uh, didn't shy away from it. It's a big ass billboard on Mm -hmm. half the screen beautiful i mean granted we didn't even talk about the fact that the ratio is 16 by 9 or whatever but you know whatever (laughs) half of that screen yes still very important yes and i think Uh, that that brought that brings us to to uh, the back cave i wrote making tea comes next yeah i think they go back to the back cave there's tea and then alfred working on batman's gear so I at you that mean part how I actually is a master tea maker. Yeah, I just wrote master tea maker. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do any of this. I definitely put the tea in first, but cool, cool. So one one note that I put in that whole scene was wasn't the tea. It was it was the prepping of Batman's gauntlets. Oh, like yeah, we were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier. It actually has a purpose in the end, and it makes yeah. sense. And then um, but like we were talking about earlier, his guilt of like not being prepared and not being able to do certain things when he could have so like i feel like this kind of shows like he was preparing for an attack that he wouldn't have prepared if superman and doomsday weren't a thing before this movie and it actually came in handy later on right uh that's all i have i don't i don't have any notes on oh yeah that that that, it was a very small part well no but i mean it's important but I just don't. Batman's such a boring character to me. Excuse you? <laughs> just in this. Man, film, he didn't I... say excuse me. He said excuse you. <laughs> I just. I get it. I get it. But uh, 
I, I, I know that we fluffed out every other character. We fluffed out Cyborg. We flushed out Wonder Woman. I just don't think we flushed out Batman. And so in this, I felt like um, I was yeah. watching the other Snyder. Like I, I watched. Him I don't think we on. need to honestly. Can I, can I, I know I giving him these dreams? Can I know why he gives a, a shit about Superman? Can I have a moment with Superman and, and Batman being like, bro, I wasn't in my right mind. Like, I apologize. Like, so can realistically, those, can I, I have feel... Superman? Can I have Superman coming up to Bruce and being like, bruh, look what, look at what you did. How's, 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 like, so, so I think about, about Batman and the Snyderverse in general, I feel like they, don't go too deep into his backstory just because most people already know about his backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, no, legit. Because, like, everything that we've been saying has just been from our knowledge. It hasn't been stuff that they showed us from the movie. So then like, you need... It's not, it's not so, like, the epilogue. That's not Yeah. Life. You need you need to, for those people who are in the new generation. Yeah, you're right. No. You're right. But, yeah, I mean, like, there's been, I feel like, people are batmaned out or like they felt like we can't have another batman movie when we just had a trilogy a few years ago same as tom holland spider-man where we didn't get any type of tom holland becoming spider-man in homecoming it's the same like there's so many spider-man so many batman movies that it's like okay we don't need to go through this person's you know backstory again sure Sure, sure. But you are right. I would like to know why he's having these dreams. That specific, I thought it was the Martian Manhunter that was giving it to him. I thought so too. But again, it wasn't explained. Yeah. So I just there's I, a lot that's not explained about him, unfortunately. Yeah. And it could have been because that was meant for a second film, so, which again breaks my heart because you know I still want it to happen. Yeah. But I wrote for the end of this part, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son was just Atlanteans protecting their box. Steppenwolf gets it. Weird speech bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> weird speech bubbles. Yes, the weird speech bubbles. And. Uh, oh, then- and um, them, him getting the mother box. Uh, what? No, he didn't get the mother box yet, did he? I think he was fighting them, though. He was fighting them. He's just fighting him, and this is where he learns about the mother box. Yeah, so I have okay. an issue, even with the Whedon version. What? He's, he is outmaneuvering Atlanteans in water, and he's from a planet that has no water. And this Ooh. irks me to the, like, the depths of my soul. Well, he's just, they're just <laughs> better than most people. Like that's well, point. do you think he's never been to a planet that has water, regardless if it's uh, you know, where he's? I mean, he's, possibly. Yeah, he's I mean, I guess been... that's possible too. But like, these are Atlanteans. They they're fighting underwater. They're like everything that they do is underwater. Yeah, so like, I feel like they, there should have been more of a fight at least. You so know? regardless, they should have been better. Point blank. Period. Yeah, and and I had the same problem with Whedon's version too. I feel like he got that mother box too fast, but. That was all that I have on. I, my, my way of justifying that, because again, that's all I'm doing is justifying. I think that the difference in that is that the the Atlanteans had kind of just been sitting on their ass. Like, who do they really have to defend <laughs> themselves against? Well, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. So they had no practice. Is your they right? had no practice. <laughs> They're just chilling, you know? They were eating their, their seahorse donuts. Honestly, <laughs> eating their seaweed wraps and just like chilling. What what did they really have to fight against? And 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 correct me because again I haven't watched these films in a minute, which is bad on me. But for Aquaman, what was he battling? Wasn't he battling humans? 
Um, wait, or in no. his movie or in this? In 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 the Aquaman film, yeah. In the that Aquaman film, he was he was fighting other Atlanteans. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They are sitting on their ass. They have not fought anything because because uh, uh, Stephen Wolf has spent his whole life training. I yeah. there's an argument there. I think I could win. And I'm assuming <laughs> Steppenwolf. Well, oh wait, I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he know that the Atlanteans had to have one of the boxes? Because he learned if so, that then scene. He, he learned it from oh, okay. the, right now. Okay. This is when he yeah. learned in, in the end yes. of uh, part three. Is when he went right. to like one of the outer bases or whatever. Because the whole thing is their little like flying mothy guys are sniffing about. And they yes. saw one of the sentients who I guess maybe he was on patrol a few days ago at the actual base. And he sniffed him out and was like this guy. So then they pulled out the exact location. And that's where this segment ends. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess it's Tina time. I think it's Tina time. Tina time? I think it's Tina time. Huzzah to the Tina time. You are listening to a Nerdy Bunch production. You can listen to our podcasts every day of the week, starting with Amalgam, a Marvel and DC podcast hosted by Jasmine Page and Vivian. Horror Whores, hosted by Justine. Co-op Mode, hosted by Ellie and Ivan. Ulu Squadcast, hosted by Cheyenne and Caleb. Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast hosted by Clarissa and Isabel. Gamers for Life, hosted by Jarrell and Arthur. And finally, the Nerdy Bunch podcast. For more info, visit our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. Tina out. Oh my god, thank you, Tina. Thank you so, so much. That was... Very similar to the last time you did it. Um, Preston, you were wanting to talk about some other stuff about someone we don't really need to talk about, but you want to? Yes, uh, Miss uh, Redacted. Redacted. Her role in this movie. <laughs> um, so in so Josh Whedon's version. Depp, you're going to get redacted. But <laughs> let's talk about it. So um, in this version of them fighting for the mother box, unlike Whedon's version, she actually does use some of her like Atlantean magic and stuff to put up a fight and I actually thought it was going to last a little longer but then it literally two seconds later she was out of the fight so I I was just again I feel like he shouldn't be out fighting Atlanteans in water (laughs) (laughs) I I will give that I, I am not arguing with you I do think it is weird that they aren't a little better in their natural environment I can give that to you. I can argue against it. I'm very good at arguing (laughs) against things. However, um, you know, it is what it is. It's the same thing with everything else. They needed it for the story. Yeah, probably. It is because it is. Yeah. But I, I, I like, if we're going to, if we're going to talk about it, I'm not saying I liked Mara, but I, I appreciate the fact that they almost made like a, um, like a societal level between them if you will, like a classist system, just mm-hmm. because it, it did seem very, I don't know, like before they were like making out brother and sister and that was like really cute, but at least now there is a separation between the two of them, which I kind yeah. of appreciate. So that was nice. I'm glad that they weren't making out with each other because the is the Aquaman's after Justice League or before? After. 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 Okay, so yeah. still time for them to make out, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Uh, and now we're we're on to part four. 
right? Because he gets part the four, box. Yeah. End of it, at the end of it, he gets the box because he took the brains out earlier in part three. At the end of part three, he gets the second box, which sets up part four of him getting the third box. But of course, there's a lot more in that. Um, what's the name of the fourth? This one is Change Machine. Nice. Which is used to, I think, describe uh, the third mother box as a change machine. What? That yeah. would be, that would make sense. Remember, they went on a whole conversation about how it changed Cy uh, Victor to Cyborg and what it can do. Yeah. Like the possibilities. Sure. There was there was a whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. I just I my question is why is it called change box? Rather than like mother box or whatever, what have you. Like that's my question. I feel like it was more for like plot purposes, just so they can have a reason to like let's use this box to try to res to resurrect Superman. If it changed me, it could probably change him. Or if it changed, okay, you know. Okay, I mean, I feel like back to life box would have been a little more cohesive, <laughs> but um, I'm not going to argue with you if it's if that's what it is and that's what it is. Um, I think Vivian is frozen. No. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me pour it in. Yeah. So the change box, we get it. The gorgeous. We it is what it is. I feel like that's the drinking of this segment is it is what it is drink mm -hmm. every day and if i've already said it you got to catch up so where are we now mm -hmm. we've, we've got the bat signal in the sky and everyone's freaking out and barry's really cute about it and that's your thing the bat signal. <laughs> shouldn't sound like that he's a very intelligent guy um but the bat signal there it is so we have to go and we meet gordon and he's adorable he's very cute yes this man talk? plays gordon he plays the guy from the daily bugle <laughs> Oh, does he? Wait, yeah. is he? That is that the same actor? It's the same actor. Is that allowed? No way. Yeah, I was about to say, is that allowed? I'm gonna him, fact check you. Go ahead. I need a I fact know that check face you. and that voice. I just don't think that that's. You guys are gonna hear me. He typing. is making so much bank on both sides. <laughs> well, what's his name too? Um, fuck. Who? I don't remember his name. The guy who played it was the him. original Shazam um, before he gave his powers to Billy Batson. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy and he's in Shazam. Oh my god. So just all over. The, the African dude with the, the weird name. Um, oh, see, that's the one thing about me is I am the worst with actors' names. I, I can't... Well, no, his name is actually like really hard. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's why something would that's you common. know? <laughs> Absolutely not. There's no way. It's the same as Willem Dafoe. I can do Willem Dafoe. That name's been in my mind forever. Like, I can do that one. Um, Digimon Hounsu? Digimon? <laughs> D-J-I-M-O-N H-O-U-N-S-O-U He's in Marvel and DC. We love it. I don't, I don't have it. I'm so sorry. But cool. Kudos okay. to them. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so great. So we're meeting Gordon and we kind of see I see the correlation between what's her face? Wonder Woman saying, oh, this isn't Batman. These are the harbinger demons or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, which is great, you know, because now we can put a face to the poor drawing, the poor illustration. Yeah. Which can I point out that in Whedon's version, there was so much more 
screen time for these parademons like they were everywhere for a minute they make it makes you think that the parademons alone are the villain that they're going after in mm. snyder's version they were kind of just like a background tactical tool that steppenwolf used i just wanted to point that out okay Same. i feel like in whedon's version they were used to like carry on the story for the most part yeah like they were mm. in they for i tell you i thought they were like the big or not the big, I knew Steppenwolf mm. was the big villain, but they were such a huge part of Whedon's. Okay. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, this, I, this segment for me, I kind of, I was in and out on this whole part four for me because yeah. it just felt like things that I had already seen and already watched. And so I, mm -hmm. I don't want to say I didn't care, but um, I, yeah, was, I would say a lot of it was, yeah. There was one big difference that I noticed only because it had to do with the flash. Oh God, uh, I think we're um, thinking about the same thing. Of course yeah, are. it was. The, so the scene where they go um, to save all of the people that the parademons, you know, kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's just I don't know why it stood so it stood out to me so much. I think just because it affected the way that the Flash's character was portrayed. Um, they changed the line. So in the first in Whedon's version. Oh, they um, changed like a whole scene. Yeah, 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 they did. So in Whedon's version, Barry starts freaking out and I hated it because they made him seem like a little bitch and the yeah. flesh isn't a little bitch, but he was like, I, he's like, hey, I don't do this. Is this the first time I'm hearing Vivian curse on the podcast? Well, he, no. Okay, my, no. my interpretation of Barry Allen is that he's similar to um, Spider-Man in that, you know, he's, he's not used to it. He, for, for uh, all intents and purposes, is a human you know he's more human than anyone yeah. else he just happens to run fast and so it's scary he's taking that extra second because he's only what 20 maybe he's a kid mm -hmm. you know it's well, it's true but i guess i just you i would expect him like you know he's going he wants to serve in criminal justice i would expect him to be more heroic or not heroic but just more willing to is, is not <laughs> the same as vigilante it's okay, that's not vigilante I mean, he's actually I'm, saving people <laughs> i specifically mean sa saving people though he tells batman like i'm scared i don't want to go in there i know there's civilians but like i don't do this that's what he's like that's yeah. what he and says then, that's Whedon's the premise version, of what he, he says in like, whedon's version I don't know what to do and then batman's like oh just save one and he's like yeah. then what, what oh, do i do yeah, after yeah, that yeah. and then he is like oh you'll know so you're saying i did then, like that line more? So the just save one was in Whedon's version. I liked that line. I kind of wish yeah. they would have kept it because then we see Barry come to that realization of, okay, I saved one person. I can keep going. Like, I can do this. Yeah. Versus this version, Snyder's version, it was, they completely cut that scene out where he says just save one person and Barry is oh. much more, like, he's ready to go in and save all of the civilians. So you don't like how willing he is. No, I, um, I mean, I like both. I like both versions. I, I think, I'm just... yeah, I think, I think it would have been good if they would have kept them both together. But like yes, Jasmine yeah. was saying earlier, it might have been like a fight of the ego. Like, oh, that was his thing. Nope, take it out. Like, we're just going to do my thing now. Yeah. Like the, um, I guess what I'm saying is the just save one line and then we see Barry do that would have been cool alongside his willingness to, you know, go in there rather than, yeah. I just didn't like that scene where he was telling Batman, like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I, I get it. I get it. I just, I didn't notice it. And so maybe it's because I don't have as close as, the, as a connection to Barry as you do. For me, it just seemed 
I still felt the trepidation, I, but I, mm. I, I guess I would have liked, yeah, I, I, I did like that scene from before of just save one person because it is, especially it, it goes to my argument of he's a regular human. Yeah. So, so maybe I'm countering my own argument. <laughs> I feel like I'm countering my own argument <laughs> with saying yeah. that like they should have kept this. Wait, no, it's actually I liked this or it, didn't like it. It's a weird thing, but but then again. If he had the confidence to like save Iris and stuff, and earlier in the movie, so like he's, because in the in Whedon's version, there was really no point of him using his powers until that point. Remember? Yes, that's like, true. Like there was no like serious situation for him to use his powers until that point. So I guess I could kind of understand like why they would take that part out of it. Like you you've done this already. You saved this girl from from flying out of the car and all this other stuff. So you stuff, think so. it's like, oh, I've done this before. I can do it again. Yeah. Okay. But even then, even in Whedon's version, he says, um, you know, I'm, I'm, he's like, I use my powers, but it's usually just to either push someone out of the way or like move something really yeah, fast. Yeah. But, but I, I might be skipping ahead. I am. Which he did do to Iris. <laughs> are we, are we in the sewer yet? Are we talking about that? Yeah. yeah. With okay. the hostages, yeah. Well, I liked. I no, I'm jumping ahead. I was getting to all the king's horses because I was like, oh well, well his powers advanced when he touched the water. <laughs> he came back out and he kind of. I was like, I'll save that for later. But but yes, I to answer your question, I get that this is the big fight sequence. I think that scene should have stayed in with him being like, just save one person because then it it builds more character growth and it yeah, adds to Barry's. Yeah, it adds to Barry's, especially at the end of of him having a moment, because I don't think that, I'm, I'm jumping to the end just really quick, just because we're on the subject of it. I don't think there was ever a moment where Barry was like, I can't go faster than the speed of light. I don't think that was ever really established. So for him to have such a complex about it was kind of unjustified. Um, They do mention that at one point. He oh, says what? that he, yeah, he says that he doesn't do it. He doesn't say that he can't, but he says that he doesn't do it because Why? of because it messes i'm assuming he already he did says it something like gonna break the, the like he's breaking the rules or something by yeah doing that. It's just the rules of, of science you don't do yeah it. you but that's yeah. not a justification for him not to do it yeah. and that's what i'm missing is is if maybe his dad saw him going too fast it was like barry don't do this until so there's like a complex internally but other than that i don't have a reason for him not to do it, mm -hmm. it it's kind of again it goes back to my cyborg thing of this is what you do you know you're everything about you says you should be doing this if i knew i could break the sound barriers and i could save my dad why am i not doing that now if if i have all the powers that i had as a kid i'm talking about cyborg now and now mm -hmm. they're amplified why am i not using it i i don't understand because that. now you're changing the world for selfish reasons like you know eh. i'm talking barry now if i could go in the, in the past and save my mom why wouldn't i it's still what? a selfish reason. I mean, it's, it's, I, I agree. There, like, yeah, I would do there something are like implications. that too, but it is a selfish reason and it changes yeah. how everything else happens. Who cares? Because now this person who wasn't supposed to be in the world is now in the world and, and, and impacting this world. And there's just like a, uh, uh, it's like Words. if Barry went back to save his mom and it would change the future, he's going to lose something then in the future. And then it's that, well, do I want, to change everything that like how my life has always been and I lose everything I have now or do I want to go back and change what my past was like and this is bad these are things we don't want 
yeah. we don't we don't want to well it, it just time. it's it's selfish reasoning <laughs> yeah it's just it's I mean, it, de it depends because, yeah, you're right. Why not if he could do this? Why not do it? But I think it is just thinking of how that's going to affect everything else. It's tricky with things that change. Like, it's timelines are tricky. Fair. Yeah. I, I guess that's just it. That That's just my thing in watching this and listening to all these things. It just kind of... I, I As much as you gave me, I'm just left with more questions. So hopefully the Flash movie will explain that a little mm -hmm. bit better. And again, it's hard to talk about these characters in Justice League when we didn't get their solo films first. Yeah. Because then we, like you, like you, came into this movie not even really knowing much about Barry or his background. Right. I mean, but again, we haven't talked about Green Lantern yet, which I'll do. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's wait, do one quick nitpick. Oh, we are. Yeah. Wait, wait, one quick nitpick with the hostages. When he was saving them from all the rubble falling, how was he not fast enough to get the last rock? Because remember, Cyborg had to shoot that last rock, and I was just like, uh, Barry missed that? Like, excuse me? Barry was distracted. We gotta just let them have their little moments sometimes. You know? It was a nitpick. It was a nitpick. I'm just saying. Even though I want to. But I was so happy we got so much more Flash than we did in Whedon's version, though. Did we? Same. Yeah, we, we got a lot. Just in that just in that sewer scene alone, we got a mm -hmm. lot more Flash than than Whedon's version. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Again, I, I wasn't... This, this is the worst one. I honestly should have just taken a step back and, like, come back for part five because I did not... <laughs> <laughs> I came back for the for, for cyborgs a little bit because we got a little bit more cyborg in this one. I must have gone for like a bathroom or a water break because the fight scene I was like, eh, whatever, they all come <laughs> together. Like I don't care. Like it was mm -hmm. truly that for me. I apologize. Yeah. No, I mean you're in this change machine. This part alone, it was mostly more Flash and Cyborg, specifically those two characters. That's what this whole movie was. Was more of them. That's I feel like their scenes are the ones that were mostly cut out. Because Cyborg too, when I was watching Justice, when I watch these movies, especially with movies that are bringing together like a team of characters and heroes that everyone, you know, is familiar with, I look for character work and character development, and that's what was lacking in Whedon. So in this one, that's why I noticed all those little nitpicky things when they changed, um, like any type of little backstory or any little lines that were given to like Flash, Cyborg, or even Aquaman, because it was more either character depth or you know background story and i think that's what really adds to the whole plot and story okay fair fine that was that was like the first tangent <laughs> i've ever gone on that was good i mean it, it got me to shut up so that's really really good um so we find the anti-life equation in this one yes yes, yes. cool mm -hmm. what is that so um on apocalypse and a new genesis new genesis is a planet that's like I think it was born out of Apocalypse or they were born out of each other or something like that. But it's two planets but with, with the new gods. Dark side's a new god. Um, Granny Goodness is a new god, et cetera, all that other stuff. Right. But New Genesis has a life equation. Apocalypse didn't have anything, but Dark Side was, was, was set on the idea that there has to be an opposite of the life equation. Because um, the life equation is what we're making people new gods. So the anti-life equation, he wanted to find out where it was, if even if there was, even if it existed, 
so he can do the complete opposite and just control everybody. What? <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> good, uh, what? Okay. So the anti-life equation, because what I thought the anti-life equation was just a way to control people, period. It is. Okay. But at the point, Dark Side didn't know what he didn't know it, it was real. The only reason he went to go look for it. Yeah, I'm just talking about like origin of it in general. Um, there's a planet called New Genesis with the life equation. So he wanted to find the opposite of that. And he assumed it would be the anti-life equation, which would give him the power to control everything. And that's his whole thing. He just wants complete and utter control. So that's what the anti-life equation is. Fair enough. It would let him control people's minds and all that other stuff. Okay. 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 Uh, so we, we get that understanding. And then I think Wonder Woman is the one that asks, what's, what is the box? I guess, or what are the, where did the third box come from? Because now they're all talking around the third box. So we kind of get that. And we learn about the Nazis, which is great. Um, and we learn that, life box. <laughs> that yeah. it's a life box. And we, we kind of see where, he gets it and how his dad, uh, not that he's saying that that's my dad yet, but we see how Cyrus gets it. And I like that. I kind of like how they tie in history. And I think even Marvel does that too, a really good job of, of tying it into our history and how that kind of plays in. So anytime they do that, and World War II is a great war to just, yep, <laughs> happened, think that's where it is. And I love that. It's always World War II and the Nazis. Nazis are just anything, you know, if your laundry, something bad happened, Nazis, did, broke it, did Nazis, just easy, toss it to them. Um, and then they decide to wake Superman here? Yes. Uh, yeah, and there, there was that controversy, controversy of, you know, if we use this to bring Superman back, can he, is he going to come back good? Is he going to come back bad? Like, think about the effects it had on Cyborg. And that's where he says, you know, this box, it does not think neither good or bad. It's and then that's when he refers to it as a change machine. They kind they kind of lost me with that explanation a little bit, but it's kind of like you put in what you, what you put in is what is going to come out. So if, if you are good, you're going to come back out good on the other side. Feels more like a neutral machine. I, don't, I wasn't in the writing room. I'm not going to question it. It is what it is. Um, but cool. So so we we finally come together as a team, and I think that it's like there is no us without him, or is that later? Martian Manhunter comes up I before. I did we done. I just said we, we are still on change machine. Well, no, no, because I, I, I thought I thought we were on. He's that they that they decide to bring him back. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yes. Okay. And now and now it cuts to Lois. If you want to take this one, you can take it. Um. Well, I didn't really. So that whole scene, I didn't really care for too much. I mean, it was oh, the Martha. It was Martha and Lois discussing to each other about like how life was and how she lost the farm and all this other crap. <laughs> it didn't catch my attention until I saw Martian Manhunter. Cause then I was like, wait, Martian Manhunter, holy shit. But then I was like, why is he acting like Martha? How yeah. long has he been acting like Martha? What is he doing with this information of Martha losing her farm? Where is Martha? <laughs> and well, then it was more than that though. Like, cause, cause after that moment, he turns into Henry Lennox, who was uh, the general in... Yeah, and Batman versus Superman and uh, Man yeah. of Steel. So then is the question, like, is he just taking that form, or has the Green Lantern been around for the whole thing? 
So no, yeah, um, I believe it's been confirmed, or at least it was speculated. It might have been just speculated because I believe Zack Snyder at one point did say that, um, yeah, that he was that Martian Manhunter has been around already. I've seen the Green Lantern, the Martian Manhunter. Yes. Yeah. So wait. The, okay. Because I again know nothing about Green Lantern. So wait, are you saying Martian that Gr- Martian Manhunter <laughs> is the Green Lantern? No, 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 no. She, she just got to mix that. Okay, I just needed to confirm. <laughs> at the end, at the end of this scene with Lois and Martha, Martha leaves the room and she turns into the Martian Manhunter. After she yes. turns in, he it turns into they turn into the Martian Manhunter. They then turn into uh, the general, the general form, Calvin Swanwick. Swanwick, yeah, Swanwick. Yeah. Um, okay. That actor, the actor that played General Swanwick, is the same actor that actually plays um, the Martian Manhunter, like the real person. So what Preston was saying is that it's been confirmed, it's canon that he was the Martian Manhunter, even in Batman versus Superman, that general. Yeah, and even in Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. You said Green Lantern once, so then all I was thinking was, so this is the Green Lantern, aka also Martian Manhunter. So, all right, I got it now. So uh, just seeing Martian Manhunter made me think of, like like I said, where's Martha? Why does he know all this shit about Martha? Like, well, and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, um, I think Mark, Martha still is around i think he used that i think i'm assuming he only turned to marcia in marcia martha in that scene um because we do see superman and martha unite later and i'm pretty sure that's just martha Mm. so i think she is still around i'm i I took it as subject like they already knew about the house and she why wouldn't she be like oh how did you guys know i lost the house if she never told lois and she never told clark Martian Manhunter no, is the one that told Lois. Because when she meets up with Superman and stuff later, she's like, oh, how did you get the farm back? And, uh, well, Superman said it, and then he was, Batman was like, oh, I bought the bank or whatever or whatever. Why didn't Martha, like, why wouldn't Martha bring up the fact that she never told Clark and she never told Lois that she lost the house? If Martian maybe Manhunter is the one that happened, at, maybe that conversation still happened off screen. I would <laughs> yeah, assume it was so. a phone call. Like, hey, it was so nice for you to stop by. What? <laughs> when you stop, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, like, I felt like as, as happy as I was to see him. Like, I was just like, maybe the Martian Manhunter planted just like he's planting in Batman. Maybe he put in those memories. Martian Manhunter is a G. If he wants you to know something, you're gonna know it. Honestly, I feel yeah. like the Martian Manhunter. No, he is the greatest. He is Vision. Okay, he can do anything. Period. That's there's what gonna be DC fans that are gonna get so mad that we keep comparing everything back to Marvel. <laughs> but I'm the, I'm the, I, I keep I keep thinking in those terms too. Right? Welcome to Amalgam. Welcome to Amalgam. Um, no, but with on that scene between Lois and Martha, aside from Martian Manhunter. That also caught my attention. I was kind of like in and out of that scene. And then I saw that transformation and I was like, hold up. <laughs> Let me rewind this. Um, no, but I just, again, I'm I'm sappy. And I'm going back on the fact that I just thought that was a scene that was needed to see, again, the grief and mourn and how difficult it has been for Lois specifically. Like she lost someone important to her and she's going through that very, you know, hasn't been to work, has lost all her motivation. And that's something that people go through 
in real life when they lose someone in general regard and I'm just speaking for Lois in general as an individual so I just thought that was a good reminder to people who have gone through that type of loss like yeah you might feel like you've lost motivation and you don't want to keep going to work every day you don't want to keep doing the things you used to but you have to get get back up and do that and Martian Manhunter was the voice and hope that you know Lois needed to get back out and do that because before Superman even came back, we do see her visit her monument one last time, and you can. I'm, this is I'm jumping ahead a little bit, yeah. But we see her make that. Um, you know, she kind of. It seems like this is gonna be the last time, not the last time, but the last time that she decides to go here before picking her life back up. It seems like that conversation she had with Martian Manhunter, aka Martha, is what turned her around to think like. I have grieved, okay. I have mourned, but it's time to get back up. So then I peg you both the questions then, because I love pegging. My question therein, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My question therein is, I'm going to probe you guys for an answer. Do you believe that the green Martian Manhunter man is setting up dominoes in which to propel people to do, like almost uh, like a psychic, do you think that had he have not, I guess what I'm saying is, do you think he did that for Lois's benefit or to set the, uh, the, the puzzle pieces, the dominoes, the whatever, the Jenga board? Do you think that he set it up so that they would then, she would then decide not to grieve anymore, to go there one last time and drop off the coffee so that she was ready to go to pick up Superman when he decided to have his little freak out moment? Yes. Yes? I 100% think so. I think he's just- Because- I, I guess mean, Marsh, Marsh really Manhunter knows the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I feel like so he so because he he also mentions Lois is the key. Yes, and Flash hasn't seen him, so you know, like Marsh, he also he also brings up I, Lois. I King. also I want to get into, and I know that that's going to be in our in our next episode as we're getting towards the end of this one. I know that 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 is a big thing. Like Lois is the key. What the fuck does that mean? Like, so, okay. wait, can <laughs> we talk I, about I feel that like now? this is. I feel like this is a good spot to, you know, we can wrap up this episode because that is completely all in the next fine, few parts. Fine, fine. Okay, we're going to end fine. it there. We, we can't talk tongue. about it now. No, just save it. Well, it'll be a really big cliffhanger. <laughs> the next, the whole next podcast is what the fuck does that mean? Because I know that that is important and fine, we'll get into it next time. Um, cool. This was a great second podcast. Thank you guys for sticking around with us again for this glorious, wonderful amalgam uh dc justice what yeah dc justice league this is our second episode of our uh justice league and our second episode of our first ever dc podcast stick around we've got one more part left we're going to tackle the last three part five part six and the epilogue and figuring out what the fuck it means when they say lois is the key um any notes from you preston or vivian any last little thoughts you want to say to our audience no, no. We just same thing if you guys have your own comments or what you liked or didn't like within this part of the movie send us some dms or comment on our social media which will you'll hear those the um what are what are they called our ats our ats yes at, <laughs> at the end ats. of the episode absolutely um yeah here we go last last round Thank you for listening to the Amalgam Podcast. Amalgam is a part of the Nerdy Bunch production. This show is produced by Ivan Gonzalez, Jasmine Page, and Vivian Ferreira. For additional content, please follow us on Instagram at the Amalgam Podcast and on TikTok at Amalgam Podcast. And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can also visit us at www.mynerdybunch.com forward slash Amalgam. Hope to see you guys there. <laughs>